0: Thank the Lord for letting us be in his house again. Uh, we had a great Sunday school this morning. really appreciate it. Good to see everyone to cheer. We especially uh, appreciate all our visitors to cheer. Glad to have every individual. Glad to have those that's watching on the live stream. I uh, have scripture I'd like to read from the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew this morning. This is following and uh, partly explaining uh, what we typically call the Lord's Prayer here in the sixth chapter of Matthew. But I want to read... Uh, down here verse 14 and verse 15 this is Jesus speaking for if we forgive men their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive you but listen to this if ye forgive not men their trespasses neither will your father forgive your trespasses and so it's vital and important to have a forgiven heart let's all stand for a moment as we pray. Precious Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us be in your house this morning. Thank you for the Sunday school. and God, thank you for what we feel already being here and just the joy of being in church and uh, excitement about being able to come and worship you in spirit and truth. God, I pray today for this service and God, we just ask you to bless it. Uh, God, just uh, I know that you're able, God, and you're powerful. And if we'll humble our hearts and look to you, that you will do the things that need done this morning. We ask you for these things and we praise you in Jesus' name and amen. You may be seated. We'll turn over to the choir and Brother Taylor. Page 40.
1: We'll turn it over to Brother Terry. Thanks. I kind of figured that Terry was going to ask me to open up this morning as I was going to sit down. I thought, should I look up or should I just keep my head down? Obviously, I looked up. But it's good to be here this morning. Um, I'm thankful for the choir singing. Uh, I'm I'm just thankful for everybody that's here this morning. Uh, Whether you're a member here or a visitor, we're just thankful that everyone is here this morning. Uh, And I'm excited to see what kind of service we're going to have this morning. I can say it's already been good to be here, but I'm excited to see what the rest of the day holds. So uh, we'll ask at this time if everyone would please stand. And we'll ask anybody that has an unspoken prayer request. back. Hands all throughout the house. Anybody have a spoken prayer request? Hmm, yep, remember darling, Lowell. That. Yeah. Let's pray for conviction. Yeah. hmm Let's continue to remember Blaine and Becky. like to ask you to continue to pray for Darla my mother-in-law she's been um, she's back home and she's doing well but um, she still has a long road of recovery so continue to pray for her and the family and uh, continue to pray for my grandma she's she's home and she's doing pretty well but I'd like to see her stay that way <clears throat> lots and lots to pray for this morning yeah continue to pray for Anthony and Karen and pray for a revival. Absolutely. I If nobody else has anything, we'll ask Brother Sully to lead us in prayer.
0: spirit and truth we need your help father we need your leadership and i pray my god that your gospel might move mightily and in the heart of your people god to reach those that need you this morning god that they might see that need and look to jesus before it's eternally too late and god we pray this morning lord that you look down on all those that's on our hearts that you grant them another opportunity help them our god that they might turn their hearts toward you before it's too late and Lord, just bless every effort. Use us for your glory in this service now. All right. We'll praise you if we ask it all in Jesus'
1: holy name. Amen. We'll ask at this time if anybody has a song or a testimony on your heart. pray for
2: god gave me this song a long time ago for for a reason he knows the reason please pray for me my throat's giving me a little trouble Prison, oh, so dark and cold, just a lost sheep wandering from God's eternal fold. Then the door swung open. Jesus spoke to me I have signed your pardon, now you may go free. Jesus signed my pardon this i truly know took my place calvary now i won't have to go all my life When my Savior led me from that awful place, I could hear the angels, they sang amazing grace. I knew that I was pardoned from life's sin and shame, so I joined their singing, well, glory to Jesus, I'm my pardon, this I truly know, took my place at Calvary, now I won't have to go. Glad that he was willing to save a wretch like me. Now I have a mansion, not a prison wall. Jesus signed my pardon. Oh yes, he paid it all. (coughs) Jesus (coughs) signed. This I truly know. Took my place at Calvary, now I won't have to go. Oh.
1: for that song. It's one of my favorites. I appreciate it. Does anybody else have a song or a testimony on your heart? Let's pray for Kurt. Just
3: pray for me. Uh, this song, I'm um my dad sang a long time ago at Lafayette Church. Um, just, just listen to the words to it. Uh, I love it. I've been uh, basically arguing with myself to sing it. You know, devil get me down, saying, "Oh, don't sing that. Don't sing that." And you know that that's when you know uh, God definitely wants you to sing it. Uh, <clears throat> so just, just listen to the words. AS A LITTLE BOY HE DREADED THE TIME WHEN HE CHEERED HE WOULD SACRIFICE HIS LAMB WITHOUT SPOT OR BLEMISH, NO REASON TO DIE BUT FOR A SEASON IT WOULD COVER ALL HIS SINS Though he did not fully understand, and he did not realize he had to trust in God through this sacrifice, it was his lamb, the one who was slain upon the hill. Its blood cleansed every stain. It was his lamb, a temporary sacrifice. It was his lamb. Two thousand years ago, on the cross at Calvary, my sin. Crucified the perfect Lamb. Without spot or blemish, no reason to die. But forever, His blood covers all my sin. Though I did not fully understand, I now realize That I will trust in my God Through his sacrifice He is my lamb The one who was slain On Calvary His blood cleanses every stain He is my lamb In eternal sacrifice, Jesus is my lamb. On the cross that day when Jesus died, I found the answer when his blood was applied. He is my lamb, the one who was slain. On Calvary, his blood cleanses every stain. He is my lamb, an eternal sacrifice. Jesus is my lamb.
1: We'll ask if anybody else has a song or a testimony on your heart.
4: answer. answer when upon his name i call his name i call it's all right it's all right it's all right, it's all right. i will never, never fear, fear the night. night it's all right and when i talk
1: appreciate that song uh, and i appreciate that the lord is everything i need him to be Um, and uh, i've been thinking a lot about that lately Uh, whether i need a comforter he'll be a comforter if i need peace he'll be a sanctuary Uh, he's been everything i could ever need and more and i'm thankful for that Uh, but i feel like right now is a good time i'm just going to turn over to my pastor
0: sure it's good to be here i appreciate what i feel already i'm glad to be here and glad to feel the lord I'm glad i'm saved and, uh, glad in the lord and i know everything's all right and uh, i want you to pray very earnestly have a couple passages of scripture I'd like to read uh, and uh, connect real close with what our sunday school lesson was about this morning and uh, hook right up with it but uh I'd like to read from the 15th chapter of the book of Revelations, and then I want to read from the 21st chapter of the book of Revelations. You pray very earnestly. And uh, I'd like to start reading at verse 5 in chapter 15. If you've got your Bibles, and like to turn with me, feel free to do that. I really want you to pray. I'd like to see somebody get saved this morning. <clears throat> and uh, verse 5 says, After that I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was opened. We'll get back to that and and, uh, uh, with God's help try to explain how that got opened. Verse 6 said, And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure and white linen and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials full of the wrath of God who liveth forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no man was able to enter into the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. So keep that in mind. And then we go to uh, chapter 21. And then uh, uh, verse 9 in chapter 21, I believe this is maybe the first verse Brother Carl read. It's actually one verse before the Sunday school lesson, but he rightly included this as part of it. And... uh, uh, chapter 21 verse 9 says and there came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues and talked with me saying come hither I will show thee the bride the lamb's wife now keep that in mind but then I want to read some more here in chapter 21 it comes down to that but I wanted you to connect that to the seven last plagues and the seven angels so uh, and this is a little more reading than I usually do but just be patient and pray real hard and bear with me God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and the idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire, excuse me, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And then we're going to read verse 9 again. And there came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues And talk with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. So I want you to pray real hard. And uh, we get a picture of that uh, holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. And uh, I know not everybody was here in Sunday school. I wish you could have been. Uh, Brother Carl taught that and taught it just right. That New Jerusalem coming down uh, from God out of heaven, adorned as a bride for her husband, uh, that's a picture of the church. And uh, I want you to know that uh, when I eat the marriage supper, or you say, you already eat it, preacher? Yeah, I already did. Uh, not having to wait on it, I already eat it. Uh, when I eat the marriage supper uh, was when I knelt at altar of repentance and I trusted Jesus as the Savior of my soul. I ate the marriage supper when I ate the bread of life. That's when I got saved. And, uh, well, preacher, and I've had people ask me all uh, through my life, uh when is uh, the, the Lord and the church when are they going to get married? Uh, is that after uh, time is no more, not way before that? And uh, somebody asked me, and I can understand this question a little bit better, said, well, uh, did, did the Lord Jesus Christ and the church did they get married at Calvary? And I said, no. Uh, They expressed the marriage at Calvary. Uh, When did he get married, preacher? I want to tell you, the Lord uh, has been married to the church uh, before the foundation of the world. And because they've been having uh, children uh, ever since Adam was born, uh, and their children have been proper. They've had proper children. And so uh, I want you to know, and just, let me go back uh, here into the 15th chapter a little bit. Uh, I looked, and behold, the temple of the tabernacle uh, of the testimony in heaven was open. I'm telling you what, I'm glad that the temple of the tabernacle, uh, what it talks about here, the testimony in heaven, I'm glad it was opened up. Uh, if I couldn't have got that testimony of Jesus Christ, uh, I'd have never got saved. And oh, how did it get open? Uh, well, uh, of course, Jesus had to die on the cross. He had to raise from the dead. And he had to be, be alive. He entered in, back into heaven. Uh, I want to preach to you today. Now, praise God. Now, listen to what it said. And the seven angels came out of the temple having the seven uh, flags clothed in pure and white linen and having their breasts uh, girded with golden girdles. And one of the four beasts, and let me just take time to teach a little bit. When it talks about the four beasts here, the word beast literally means living creature. Now, sometimes we talk about the beast, we talk about the bad beast, which is the devil. We talk about the beast in the mark of the beast. That has nothing to do with these four beasts. These four beasts here are, are the four faces of church as they stand before God. Uh, you can read about it in the first chapter of Ezekiel, or you can read about it uh, numerous places in Revelation. But this is a good beast. One of the four beast gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials full of the wrath of God who liveth forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. No man was able to enter into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. And when I, I remember uh, as just a young teenage boy, when I first read this, and I, I thought about these seven angels and had these seven vows full of the wrath of God, and, and I thought, well, what would good angels, uh, why would they have something uh, as nasty as the wrath of God? Why would they be carrying that around? Uh, I just didn't understand what it was talking about. Uh, but then God began to show it to me. Now, let me tell you this. When I was a lost boy, and when the gospel began to be preached, uh, let me explain it this way. Sin is what brings about plagues. Uh, Plagues is what brings about the wrath of God. When I was a lost boy, uh, it shocked me uh, when the gospel told me uh, I was a sinner and I was on the way to hell. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Not one among us has done good. No, not one. When the gospel reached me and I saw it, I had sin in my soul. And, and if you've never been saved, you've got sin in your soul. Uh, that's uh, where the wrath is. I'm telling you what, uh, the angels of God, the church of the living God. That's what it's talking about. When the grand old church uh, moved in the kingdom, moved in power, and the gospel was preached, and I saw the plagues uh, uh, Brother Hendrickson, that's when I wanted uh, to see the church opened up. Uh, that's when I wanted uh, to get in touch with God. Well, let me just... Uh, get to the point here and, and preach some more explanation but let me make a point uh, to help you get with me here and, and i know you are with me you're praying i can feel it but let me tell you this how did i deal with the wrath of god uh, i had sin in my life that's what brought the wrath on i couldn't clean myself up i tried but it didn't work uh, well i come to an all of repentance uh, I, I trusted jesus he washed me in the blood of the lamb that's when the seven last plagues are fulfilled. uh, When you get washed in the blood of the Lamb, no more plagues. I haven't had to deal with sin in my soul since I was a 12-year-old boy. I'm 75, soon be 76, and I haven't had any sin in my soul since all that time. Somebody probably saying, boy, you must be a good man. Doesn't have anything to do with me being a good man. I've come short all along the way. The reason that I don't have sin in my soul is because the blood of the lamb is in there. You can't have sin where the blood of the lamb is. Praise God. Well, I'm going to have to take my time. Well, y'all are really praying. I appreciate that. So, so think about this. Now let me get this down here. One of, the seven, or one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials full of the wrath of God who liveth forever and ever. Let me go back and state again. Sin is what brings the plague. The plague is what brings the wrath of God. Uh, but God uh, is willing to give up his wrath. He wants to give it up uh, when you give up the plagues. Uh, when you give up the plagues, it's when you trust Jesus and you get saved. Now, this explains it here uh, this way. In the eighth verse, it says the temple, uh, that's talking about the grand old church. The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God. Boy, I like it when God moves in power in the midst of the church, don't you? Uh, I appreciate his power. I feel this morning. No man was able to enter uh, into the temple till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. I'll tell you what. Physically, I was in the church house when I knelt at an altar of repentance, but I prayed. I come to the altar about six times before I got saved. Well, why'd you do that, preacher? Uh, Because I wasn't coming right. I wasn't trusting God with my whole heart. I was trying to help him out a little bit. I, I was trying to make promises to God. I was trying to do this and that and the other but God just wanted finally I come to a place I said I've done all I can I've tried everything nothing's worked." God if you don't save me I'm a goner when I come there that's when I trusted Jesus Listen at this. The temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God. From his power, no man was able to enter into the temple until uh, the, uh, the plagues of the seven angels were full, fulfilled. When I trusted Jesus with my whole heart and when uh, God applied the blood of the Lamb to my soul, that's when the plagues of the seven angels, the seven last plagues, that's when they were fulfilled. And then God put me in his temple. I was actually, you've heard me tell this before and I'll tell it again. You know, I'd actually been praying, hadn't got satisfied I'd got up and I was sitting on the bench right about here. That's where I said, God, I've done all I can. If you don't save me, I'm a goner. And that's when that happened. That's when God saved me. Uh, I might not have moved a niche physically, but God brought me out of sin and put me in the temple. There was no more plague in my soul, and there hadn't been any more since then. And there never will be because uh, it's washed in the blood of the Lamb. Uh, and so now let's go back over into verse 21 or chapter 21. I want to clarify a few things. And uh, when it talks about down here, John said, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And so I said, God has been married to the church uh, since before the foundation of the world. But when I got saved, it's when he brought the church down to me and let me get in. Her. Uh, well, let me tell you this. I've got the church. I've got the city of God in my soul and I'm in it and it's in me if you want to go to heaven you're going to have to get heaven in you now let me explain this here And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with me, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them, be their God. And he shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Now, I understand the way that's described. I can understand people easily thinking that's something to come after a while. Uh, and, And it does describe how heaven's going to be. But what that's talking about is what God's done in our soul when he saves us. Well, preacher, how do you know? that. Well, follow with me a little bit and the scripture will explain it. And it goes right on when it says, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Listen to what he went on and said. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Right, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done, I'm Alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Boy, I'm glad that's already now uh, uh, there wouldn't be any need for that after time is no more i got the water of life freely when i was 12 years old if you're not saved you need to get the water of life uh, how can you get it so freely because jesus paid the price and then it goes on Then he said he that overcometh shall inherit all things and i'll be his god and he will be my son uh, somebody told me once, said, "Boy, I'd like to be an overcomer." Said, "This don't know if I got the strength." Oh, I got good news for you. It's not in your strength that you overcome. In in First John five five, said, "Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth in Christ, that Jesus is the Christ." That's the way you become an overcomer. I got victory in my soul when I trusted Jesus. And so he that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I'll be his God. And he shall be my son. Now I need to preach some on verse eight. And God really put this on my heart when this a message came on my heart. It says, but the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the hormones and the sorcerers and the adulterers and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Let me make a point here. When I got saved, uh, it was the finish uh, of, of the things of the wrath of God. It was the finish of the things of the plagues because God's blood washed it. Jesus Christ, the The blood of the lamb shed at Calvary, washed it away. But if you don't get that, you'll still have the plagues and the wrath and eternity in a place called hell. When he's talking about uh, the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers. And I want to make this thing clear Uh, back here. Let me read this to you back here in Acts 22 and verse 4. And this is Apostle Paul uh, talking to some people about what he'd done. Well, you think about Apostle Paul, great preacher of the gospel, great man of God, wrote most of the books in the New Testament. But before he got saved, he was a murderer. Uh, he murdered the Christians. Uh, the Bible, one place said he went into every home, uh, he just attacked people and he, and he murdered them. And, but here it says in chapter 22 and verse 4, he said, I persecuted this way, he's talking about the Christian way, I persecuted this way unto death. Binding and delivering into prison, both men and women. Okay, well, I had a man ask me this a long time ago. He said, uh, can anybody that's committed murder get saved? When I used to pastor up at Pleasant View Church, up where Denny Hunter's the pastor right now, there was a man that would come, and he'd sit in the back, and he'd cry. And I knew he needed to come, dollar one day God blessed me to stop at his house and talk to him. And he cried when I began to talk to him. I said, buddy... Uh, now, I can't judge your heart, but it seemed like you felt like coming. All right. Oh, oh, he said, I felt like, but I can't. No need for me to come. I can't get saved. He said, A man read to me in the Bible and said, You can't get saved. Somebody actually told him, You can't get saved because he was a murderer. I got good news for you. I told him. He said, What's that? And I said, If you'll come. And I use this same scripture that I'm preaching on right now. I said, Apostle Paul in the Bible, he uh, had the, the murder of a lot of people on his mind not on his conscience not on his soul. Uh, but when he trusted Jesus, you know what got happened? He all got washed away. Murderers can get cleansed. They're not murderers in the sight of God anymore. And so you think about that. Well, now, probably no murderers in the house here, but this makes a great point. Whatever sin that you've committed, uh, it's not so big that God can't take care of it. But, but I want to get to this point. Uh, but the fearful and the unbelieving. Uh, the fearful. What's that talking about, preacher? I'll tell you one example of what it's talking about. When I was a lost boy... And I sat in the house of God, and God was speaking to me. And I didn't want to die and go to hell. And I realized uh, the plague of sin that was in my soul. And I realized, uh, according to the gospel, I was a sinner and I was on my way to hell. Uh, But I sat there fearful. I was a very shy young man. I was afraid to come to the altar. I thought, I'll act funny, I'll say something funny. Uh, Somebody will laugh at me. I don't want people seeing me. That's the kind of fear I had. I I didn't want to be uh, out in front. I didn't want to have to say anything. Didn't want to have to do anything. I was fearful of all that. But one day I realized I needed to get saved if I was going to go to heaven. And God helped me overcome my fear. And he helped me overcome my unbelief. And I come to the altar and I got saved. Let's sing us a song. Get us a song ready. I would to God today that somebody would come today and let God wash away all your plagues. And, And let's all stand. I would to God today that somebody here, if you're here and some of this might sound strange to you. Some of the preaching sounds strange to me when I was lost. <clears throat> but if you've realized this one thing today, except you be born again, Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he'll not see the kingdom of heaven. If you've never been born again and you've never gotten Jesus and you say, you need him this morning, then God loves you. Jesus died for you. And he'll wash all your sins away. <coughs> Excuse me. While we sing, I want to ask you that are lost to come and pray. Let's let's get in this. If you've never been saved, you need to get saved. God will take care of you. God will bless you. God will help you. God will save your soul. He'll wash you. Make you clean and white in the blood of the Lamb. You'll have no more. No more. Well, of sin in your soul. We've all sinned. Everybody has. That doesn't make you horrible because you're a sinner. It just means you need to get Jesus. And Jesus wants to give himself to you today. He came to give himself to you. He gave himself on the cross. All you need to do is come and seek him. If you've never been born again, you need to be. If you don't have Jesus in your soul, <coughs> you need Him. You know, it's it's good to be able to have good breath and breathe good, but you need Jesus in your soul more than you need your next breath. Heaven forbid. If I couldn't get another breath, I'd probably only be alive maybe five minutes. But if that happened, spiritually, I'd still be alive because I'm going where Jesus is. I've got eternal life. But you can have good health and go through life and turn Jesus away and die lost without him. And when that time to die comes, you'd have to lift up your eyes in a place called hell because you didn't have Jesus. God's got... He's got that spiritual smoke in his house today. Not literal, but spiritually. And when that spirit's moving and God's in the house and the door's open, he invites you to come in. He'll wash all your plagues away. He'll wash all your sin away. He'll make you a new creature. He'll give you joy unspeakable. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord. talk to you just a minute or two and then I'm going to ask for another song. Brother Carl in his teaching today, he told this, i really love to hear Brother Carl tell this about when he got saved and the gospel reached him and he's kind of arguing within himself, but in my words, standing back and hesitating to come to the altar, Sister Edna Mason come by, ask him, do you need to go pray, maybe got him by the hand. And I heard him say, I'm sure glad Sister Edna came by. I don't know if I'd ever come to the if she hadn't stopped. And of course, God laid that on Sister Edna's heart. She wasn't trying to pressure him or force him. She was just trying to encourage him. Same thing happened to me when I was a young man. A good friend of mine, actually, Edna's son, Rodney. He was sitting by me. He was already saved, and I was lost, and God was calling me. He reached over and touched my hand and said, whispered. said, Terry, do you need to go pray? I said, yeah. He said, I'm willing to go with you. I said, okay. And so I went. Went to the altar. And that's when I really started seeking the Lord. If you're here today and you need to come to the altar, please come. And, and if you're lost and you've maybe you've got somebody that's a Christian close by that you've got confidence in, if it'd help you, you as a lost person can reach out to them and say, Go to the altar with me. I'm telling you, I believe anybody here would do that. I believe any Christian here would come if you wanted to. And if you're a Christian and God lays it on your heart, I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong in encouraging somebody to come. If the Lord's in it, it's all right. Let, bow, let's bow our heads for just a minute. With eyes closed and heads bowed, I want to say this. I believe there are a number of people who need to come this morning. And if you're here and lost and you need to come, by all means, oh, you You're really heavy on my heart, some of you. And if you're here today and you've been saved but you're not where you need to be with Jesus, I'd like to ask you to come because if you come and get in, uh, when you move, it may help somebody's lost to move. Whenever we obey God, it helps us and it helps other people. So let me ask a couple questions with heads bowed and eyes closed as they are. If you're here and you're saved, I'm gonna start with you first. Do we have anybody in the house that's saved that's just not quite where you need to be with Jesus? Would you just raise your hand up and say, pray for me? I won't point you out, but I will say somebody raise their hand if you do that. I appreciate that hand that was raised. Would there be another one? Would there be another one? You just lift your hand up. You don't have to raise it real high, just step enough for me to see it. And I'll just mention, I appreciate that hand. Anybody else? Okay, let me speak to the lost now. If you're here and you're lost and you've never been saved, you'd like to be. I'm not gonna put you on the spot or embarrass you but let me ask you: If you're here and you've never been saved, and you realize you need to be, and you like the prayers of the church, would you just lift your hand then? Just raise it just a little bit, so we can. I appreciate that hand. Boy, I really do. That touches my heart. I appreciate that hand that was raised. Would there be another one that would raise your hand, just saying, pray for me? Again, I won't come to you or embarrass you or anything like that. One more, one more question. I know I'm dragging a little bit, but. I just, in my heart, I just feel like somebody's wrestling within themselves. needing to raise their hand. Would you just raise it just a little bit? Okay, don't see another one. Raise your heads up and open your eyes. In just a minute, I'm going to ask them to sing again. In just a minute. But let's pray. I know you've been praying, but let's just continue to pray. Don't let up. And whatever your need is that you're needing to come and pray about, I want to ask you to come. And everybody, please, Follow and obey the Lord. Do everything that God wants you to do. Everybody here today, sing when you're ready. Oh, go ahead and sing when you're ready. Appreciate that.
5: I
4: just came from the throne.
0: Would you come? Today. Obey the Lord.
4: Been talking with Him.
0: Amen. Would you come? Just come and pray. We're not here to pick on you. We're not gonna ask you about your sins. Not at all. But God already knows. Would you just be willing to come and pray and talk to God today? Please
5: come. Listen, amen.
0: Amen. Would you come? Please come.
5: Please come. I roll the storms with my dearest
0: friends. Amen. Amen. Would you come?
5: For I am saved.
0: It Just takes one step to start to the altar. But what a step that is in the direction of your life for time and eternity. Please come. I feel real, real, real strong in my heart. Somebody's need to come. You're the one who knows. If you need to come, please do. Up to you. Totally up to you. you being here and appreciate your good attention and your prayers. Thank the Lord for you. If you just want to be seated for just a minute, I think I'll see if I can get Jeremy to do the math.
1: We have youth group today. Um, it's our normal youth group day, so we'll meet out in the fellowship hall. We're having walking tacos for lunch. Um, the younger youth will stay until three and the big kids stay all day. Um, and now if you're going into kindergarten this school year, you get to stay until three without a parent. So it's a fun day for the kindergartners. So. I need
5: you to mark your calendars for next July. We're going to have our VBS. So it's July 10 through the 14th of 2023. So be ready and be ready to volunteer because we're going to need a lot of volunteers. Thanks.
1: There's a baby shower honoring Mother to Be, Kelsey DeMoss, on Saturday, August 20th from 2 to 4, and that's here at the church. Uh, and she's registered on Baby List.
0: are doing and willing workers thank God we got willing workers appreciate it anybody else got anything those words. Appreciate our ladies and uh, glad of their ladies meetings that they're doing well. And uh, I would say this. Uh, when uh, Linda came home from the last one, she was extra excited. And so, and I could see that and I said, well, thank the Lord. And she was telling me about it some of what you just said. And uh, so thank the Lord for that. <clears throat> Anything else? Any other announcements? I pray for service time tonight. Uh, we got well, we got people need to come to the Lord I got a new burden this morning and uh, I appreciate the burdens that God gives us where we can pray for people and uh, so thank the Lord for that and uh, as I said earlier uh, keep praying for our revival it's, uh, starting uh, Sunday night the 11th of next month and so really really pray anything else if not we'll ask everybody seated to stand trying to figure out who'd ask to pray the dismissal prayer. I believe I asked Brother Dave Jordan.